we welcome you today. We're in a series now, and we wanted to start. We intentionally, we don't just haphazardly do series here. We, we already know we prayed last year where we're going this year, and, and we're already praying this year where we're going next year. And, and so we know the 12 months, what God's laid on our heart to carry the church through this year. And we wanted to start off with a series that would help us all just get on track, to get the year going. How many's had those years that, that you got started and had all these good intentions by about March? <laughs> Done. All right. Why? Because you didn't have the basics, the essentials in place. And so this month, I'm going to help you get four basic essentials that I want to share with you that if you get these four things in place, you're going to be better in December than you were in January. All right? And so let's get going. And, and the essentials, the basics, the requirements that you and I need in our life. And, and here's where, where most people are at. Most people think that they are a natural being trying to uh, experience spiritual things in their life. But I want you to know today that you're more than that. You're a spiritual being that God has placed on earth to deal and present the kingdom through natural ways. And, and when you understand that, you stop trying to fulfill all the natural things and do it yourself but you come over here and realize that God's got a plan for me. God's in my life. He's in control. I'm going to put things in place, and, and God's got amazing things for my life. And I want to talk to you today. Last week, we started with part one. The first essential, number one, most important, is pray first. That, that if prayer's not the foundation of our life, nothing else works. But prayer isn't about God giving me stuff. Prayer is about me learning and knowing the heart of God. That's what God wants. Number one is for you to know his heart and to love him. And today I want to talk to you on the second most important thing that I believe is the essential in us being successful in life is order. That you've got to have order first in your life or nothing works. Pray first, order follows. Okay, let's go to our text that we're using every Sunday, Psalms 90. Teach us to number our days aright. There's two things we look at there. Number one is to number our days, meaning that we only have so many left. And I mean, realize that every time you live one, you lost one. Amen. There's only a certain number of days left. And then number two, the part of that is the days that I do have left, understand the importance of every minute of every day and how am I using those days, those opportunities that God is giving me. Why? That we may gain a heart of wisdom. He didn't say knowledge, knowing what to do. He said, but I would gain a heart of wisdom. That's how to do what I already know I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to share a very basic message with you today, probably one of the most practical messages we'll preach in this series that's just practical stuff that you already know. I'm not going to teach you one thing today you don't know I'm just going to ask God to give us wisdom to know how to do what we already know and let it help us in building the essential foundation of what we need to succeed this year. So let's go into this today on order first. Let me, let me kind of give you an illustration of what I'm talking about because this jar, it represents every one of mine in your lives. It's our day, and, and, and these, it's filled with pebbles. And these pebbles represent mine in your everyday life, the things that we're doing we're enjoying things that are part of our everyday life. There, there's pebbles in here. We, we've got uh, all kinds of stuff like shopping and, and deer hunting. Come on, guys. Woo-hoo. Okay, deer hunting. And, and there's all kinds of stuff in here. There's Facebook and, and, and there's Facebook and, and there's social media and, and Twitter and, and, 
and, and there's running and there's taking kids to the ball field and, and cheerleading and, and all of those things that we do every day that are not wrong. They're not bad things. These are the things that we do every day. And, and then I want to come over here and, and these rocks, these rocks represent the essentials. These are non-essential things that I don't know a lady in this church that goes home at night and goes, that shopping trip today just changed my life. I mean, maybe, well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, that's another sermon right there. But, you know, I haven't come home from a hunting trip going, that was life-changing for me. That just totally changed the direction of my life. Now I just put his head on the wall and go get another one, you know? And, 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 and so these are non-essential things, but there's essentials that we must have in our life if we're going to have divine order. And, and like God, God would be a major uh, essential, wouldn't you say? So we put God in our life, and and how about your spouse? I, I would say spouse is pretty important, and so we get spouse, and we put spouse in there, and 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 how, how about your children? You know, children's pretty important, so we put children in there, and, and how many knows that right there is a lot? Okay, dog. No, I'm just kidding. And 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 then my st- these represent negative people. Because how many's found out every time you start trying to get order in your life, certain people keep showing up. You know, like, why do you want to go to church that much? You know, and, oh, you're over there in that occult, man. All they want is your money. And, and you know, 6 o'clock prayer, are you crazy? And so these folks start getting in your life while you're trying to establish order. And then how about devotions? And, and then you got your Bible study and your re-engaged class that you committed to to help your marriage and, and your small group that you need to, but, you know, times of essential. And, and, and I get start trying to put all these things that are must, and they don't fit. How many at the end of your year over and over and over have found yourself exhausted and frustrated? And at the end of the year, you're going, I did as good as I could do, and I feel worse than I did when I started I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I see no fruit for my labor. My marriage don't seem better, my finance, everything. How many can agree with me? Exercise, I had good intentions, but I haven't been yet. You know, but let me show you something. What happens when we put order first? What what happens when we put exercise and God and and devotions and my my re-engage to to sow into my marriage and my my small group to get to know relationships and and, and my children? You know, the average father spends seven minutes a week with his children. I'm fixing that, and, and I'm getting rid of these people. They're no longer speaking into my world, and, and there, there's my Bible study and my devotion, and, and, and there's my wife and my children and, and God. You know, God's definitely, he's in there. And then I, I've got my sensuals, the must, are already there. They're taken care of. They're happening. Then I get all my non-essentials, and I start putting them in the space that I have left, and they fit. Matter of fact, there's room for more deer hunting. I see another rifle in my future. A new deer stand's coming. Hallelujah. What was the difference? Order. If you don't have order in your life, 
You're living this one out. But today I'm going to help you get order so that you're not working as hard and you're getting better results. Come on, y'all ready for the word today? Nothing new. I'm just going to help you get what you already know. Here we got to go. Let's run real quick. Number one, get your notes out and let's fly. We're going to go really fast. Number one, order dictates your capacity. Order dictates your capacity. If you don't think order is important, go clean out your garage. Now, I don't do that. My wife takes care of that, and I leave town. (laughs) Until I found out one day I came back and my golf clubs were for sale. (laughs) Like, now, you put shoes out of the closet out there. You leave them clubs alone, all right? But, or go get your garage. You stand outside and go, I can't even see the back wall. You don't throw one thing away. You just put the big big thing, and you fix it, and you get order, and all of a sudden your garage doubled in size. Why? There's order because order dictates capacity. And order determines how much you can get accomplished each day when the essentials of life are kept first, when my essentials are the first part of my day, my week, my month, my year. I get much more done because I have order and I'm not over here trying to fight to get these essentials, these non-essentials done, the things that I want to do, that I enjoy doing. Listen, when you get order in your life, your time with God will be more fun than your shopping or hunting. Then all of a sudden, priorities. My time with my wife is more important to me than with my buds with knee socks playing basketball. That's still good, but it's not an essential. It's a non-essential that I still enjoy doing, but it's not something that has to happen today, but my time with her does. You with me? And so order dictates capacity. Matthew put it like this. In Matthew chapter 6, we read it like this. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. What's he talking about? These things. Your your Facebook, your Twitter, not bad. Your shopping, your hunting, your kids at the ballpark, all of those things. He says the pagans, they even go after them. And your heavenly father, listen, he knows that you need them. He knows you need to go to the gym. He knows that my wife needs at least two shopping trips a week for our marriage to work. He knows that. I go once a year with her. I sit in the food court and make fun of people when they walk by. They need a friend. If they had a friend, they wouldn't have wore that to the mall. That's that's my shopping trip right there. But she's got to have that. Or, so God knew that. So he didn't take them away. He said, our heavenly father knows that you need these. Everybody with me? But watch the rest. But what? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, the essentials. Put them in order. And all of these things that you and I are desiring, he said, I'm going to give them to you. But you're not going to have to work so hard to have them. I'm just going to give you favor and blessing and let you watch them just pour into your life because you've got order. And order determines the capacity of God's blessings in our life. Number two, order determines priority. Order will determine what means most to you. Now watch this. What you spend your money on first and give your time to first determines what's priority in your life. Boy, that one hit. It got so dead quiet in here. Where you put your first dollar and your first minute of your day 
is what's priority to you. What do you do when you enter your house? What's the first thing you do? Do you say hello to your spouse? Give them a hug? Good to see you today. Speak to your children and rub them on the head and say, Daddy's home. Or do you go to the weight room or to the video game or to the computer? What's priority in your life? What you give first to? Eight o'clock service was amen to me through the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe we're hitting some heads here today. But are you with me? Because order determines priority. What you put as first in your life determines the priorities of your life. Okay? Listen, don't, don't ask that question to your wife and children or your husband and children on, how am I doing if you're not ready for the answer? Because they will answer you. I asked that a couple times in my family, and I quit asking. I, no, you're wrong. No, they were right. Okay? Revelation says, Jesus speaks, and he says, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. Listen, yet I hold this against you. He says, I see all you're doing, man. You're singing at the church. You're, you're preaching. You're, you're parking cars. You're teaching children. You're on your job. You're working hard. You're doing all of these non-essentials that you don't. But he says, look at it. Yet I hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. I'm not the first in your jar anymore. The non-essentials have taken my place and then you're asking me to help you have them. But if you put me first, you automatically get them. Well, that's worth coming to church for right there. Number three, order directs the rest. When you get order in your life, everything else follows. Everything else follows. Order, if done right, has the power to positively impact the rest of your day, your week, your month, your year, when the order's right. What you put first, everybody look at me and get this if you don't get the rest, what you put first will govern the rest of your life. What you put first is going to govern your day. What you give first to in the morning is going to govern your day today. That's why early will I seek you. What you give on a Sunday is a, a time with God and fellowship of the church and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the Bible said. And you're giving God the first of your week. You just set the pattern and the pace for God's blessing. It's gonna govern the rest of your week. How many found that out? Just miss the Sunday and see if the week don't go different. It's not that you've got to be here to get to heaven. I just wanna be here to help me do it right on earth. Because what you give your first to is going to govern the rest. Proverbs, the book of wisdom says, In all your ways acknowledge him, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits. God is after our first fruits as we shared. And, and, if, and that's why on the 31st we're doing our first fruit offering. And, and people have been asking, what's the day? Because we do it every year and miracles are breaking. Every year we have testimonies of miracles. Oh, there's that church wanting our money. I don't need your money. This church doesn't need your money. We can pay our bills without your, your tithe or your offering. I just want you to know that. Isn't that a good feeling, though, that your pastor's not having to get up here and go, you got to give or we can't pay the bills? No, nah, you give more than we need to pay our bills because we operate this church like I operate my family within our means, and we don't go out and spend what we don't have, and, and we're, we're getting ready to buy a new building. We're praying, and, but you know what? 30% of this income of this church is already designated to give out. The first tenth of every dollar that comes in this church, our staff 
knows it's already designated and we know where it's going to missions. And, and, but that first fruit offering is the Jewish people where literally today still they go out and when they plant their seed in the ground, they watch it, the bush, the vegetable, the, 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 the fruit. And the first fruit that buds on that bush or that branch or that vine, they literally will go tie a ribbon around it. They mark it as the first fruit of that tree. That's why Nehemiah was saying that. He, he was saying the first fruit of the tree of the land, they would mark it. And then when it became ripe, they would gather all their first fruit and bring it to God as an offering. And here's what the first, first fruit festival is about, is I'm giving God the first fruit of my resources. And when I give him the first fruit, I've opened the door now for him to bless the whole rest for the year. And man, has God not done that for our family in this church. And I want to challenge you, if you've never been part of a first fruit offering, it's not a gimmick. It's a biblical pattern of a cycle of blessing that God gave us that if you want to participate in it, go for it and watch the blessing of God on your life. That's why this church, the average church in America, 3% of the congregation tithe each week. This church has never had less than 90% of the adults in this church tithe. And we take about a two-minute offering every Sunday with no pressure, no push, because when people understand the scripture and they see vision and they see lives changed, we want to give an obedience to God's word. And so I challenge you, God wants your first fruit. Order directs the rest. He says here, when you bring him the first fruits, watch, of your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So, okay, pastor, I got that. So how do I do it? How, how do I get this order in my life? All right? In Proverbs chapter 17, again, the book of wisdom, it says, an intelligent person aims at wise actions, but a fool starts off in many directions. And what I'm challenging you at the beginning of this year is to get precise, get, get your target, get your scope on where you're going. Know what my goals are this year. Get, get your eyes set and be precise on what you want to see God do in your life this year. And he says, an intelligent person aims with wise actions, but a fool starts off in many directions. And how many found yourself there besides me? And you're like, I'm going 100 miles an hour and hadn't gone anywhere. Come on, Anybody? And so we're trying to help you today. Just some stuff you already know. Just want to help bring some wisdom on how to do it. All right? So here's how we do it. Okay? Look at this. Number one, if you're going to do it right, you're going to get order in your life, you got to discover your values. Discover your values. Find what really moves and motivates you. What drives you from within. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians, our responsibility is never to oppose the truth but to stand for the truth at all times. You've got to know and establish what are your values. Discover your values. Why is that important? Because that's what you're going to put in priority and in order first. You've got to find out what's most important. Find your rule of five. What, what is it I've got to have every day for my life to be successful and reach the dreams of my life? What do you personally value? God gave them to you. They're going to vary. We're not all going to have the same. Here's a few examples of mine. My values, number one, is to love God because I want to, not because I have to. 
is I just love him because he's so awesome and great and I didn't come to church so I wouldn't go to hell. I came to church because I love him, man, and I want to know his heart and I want to have his heart. I'm not worried about hell. I'm going to heaven. Doesn't made that decision. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to come and know him better and give more to him. I want to serve him because I want to, not because I have to. My second value is I want to love people wherever they are, reach people wherever they are, be a heart of compassion and grace and mercy heart of healing, love people where they are. Number three is I, I have a value of excellence. I want it done right the first time. Amen. That's why people pick on me all the time. I walk in here, I'm picking up leaves, I'm picking up pieces of paper, I'm straightening chairs, I, I'm wiping off stuff where there's fingerprints. And they're like, why are you doing that? Because it's there. <laughs> I belong there, you know. And everything I, do, I want done, I want it done with a spirit of excellence. And, and number four, you know what? I'm going to have fun. We're just going to have some fun. And we're going to work hard. And we're going to play hard. And, and you got to have some values in your life. But then the other side of that is what makes you righteously angry? When you're establishing your values, you're coming in here and you're, you're putting down your values and you're putting that together. You're discovering what they are. you got to find out two things. What moves you deeply and, and what makes you righteously angry? Because those two things determine what your values really are. What does that mean? How do I know what makes me righteously angry? When you see it, your first response is this, not on my watch. That's not happening on my watch. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but my attitude on this ain't changing. That's not happening on my watch. I have that attitude about this church. Divorce, no. This, no. Are children running around doing drugs? and No. No, am I going to be judgmental? Absolutely not. But we're going to preach truth that's sometimes not comfortable so we can prevent that from happening. And we're going to have ministry set so if someone does fail and fall, they're not thrown away. There's restoration and healing take place, so we're going to start over again. I, I'm adamant. I, I get righteously angry over the unborn being taken, their lives being slaughtered. And I'm going to speak out on that. I don't care who it offends. And, and, and I, I just did that on Facebook, not attacking. And on that, I, I put... That, that how do we expect the violence of our nation to cease when the, our soils covered in the blood of 3,500 babies a day who are being slaughtered in our nation? You don't expect the streets to be safe when the womb's not. But I told the mothers on there, if you've suffered and had to go through an abortion, and women sitting in front of me right now have, I want you to know, forgive us for not being an ear when you needed someone to talk to. Forgive the church. Forgive us for not being there when you needed someone to cry out to. But we're here now. And, and we're not here to judge you. If you've gone through that, this is the safest church you'll ever sit yourself in because we're here to help you and to heal you and bring restoration to you. But, but that doesn't mean I'm going to step back and go, it's okay because it's not. Israel is a passion of mine because it's the heart of God and I'm going to stand for Israel and that upsets people and they want to make that political that's fine it's not political to me it's my faith we're going to stand for that you got to find what makes you righteously angry because those are the things that you go whenever something happens not on my watch not on my watch that ain't happening and you got to determine what those things are Special needs children is part of my, it's in me now. We're going to have a place for special needs families. We've got a small one now here. When we get this new building, this new facility, wait till you see what we're going to have so the special needs families in this community have a safe place to bring their children. I mean, we're getting doctors and therapists ready to volunteer their time. And, and it's going to happen. Uh, 
women and children being sold in sex slaves, 43 million in our nation right now. And I'm going through the training right now that we're about to bring to this church that we're going to be a church that's going to be a beacon of hope to the people that are called in sex slavery in this county. This is about to be one of their refuge centers. And we're going to say, not, not on our watch. It ain't happening. So you got to find what moves you to righteous anger. Number two, let me go quick. Number two, if you're going to establish your, your, your order, okay, you, you've got to determine your values, but then you've got to determine what is most important to you. What am I supposed to do with my life? What, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my mission? Again, the book of wisdom, Proverbs 29 says, where there is no vision, and the word vision in this scripture literally means a plan, a dream, or a revelation. Where there is no plan, dream, or revelation, the people perish. They're over here wandering around, trying to get through life and struggling through it. But the psalmist in Psalms 90 said, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And look, go down to verse 17, and here's what it says. Establish the works of our hands for us. Yes, establish the works of our hands. If you're going to develop order in your life, you got to determine what's most important for you. Is that many trips to the mall that important? Is that many extra hours at the ball field that important? Is that many hours on TV or video game really that important? Is that a non-essential or is that an essential that I'm giving the most of my time to? Good preaching, Pastor. Thank you. Greatly appreciate the support here today. And so in determining what's most important, I must do this. Number one, find out what is my life's mission? What is my life's mission? And, and I'm going to be straight with you because I care about you and love you. If you can't answer that question, this is your life right now. It's upside down. What is my life's mission? Why am I here? What are the gifts inside of me? I don't say that attacking you. I'm here today to help you reverse that. But if you don't know what your purpose in life is, then you have no direction. You're in that one being shot in many directions and you're wore out. And so God wants you to come and find the clarity of what is your mission. In Acts 20, it says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. And the, the main thing that I do as a pastor, the, the main thing that I pour my life into is this, and it's not trying to fix all of your problems because I can't fix your problems, but if I can help you find something in your life more important than your problem, we fixed it. I can't solve all your marriage. I can't solve. I'm going to do everything I naturally can, but I can't fix all of that. But if I can help you find your purpose in life, it'll resolve 90% of your issues in your marriage, your finances, and everything else. And that's our goal as a pastor is to help you find those and walk you through it. And we have a four-step process here at Transformation Church that helps you find and get the answer to this question, what is life's mission? Why, why am I here? And here they are. And, and I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to hurry. Number one is we want you to know God. That's the first step in this church is we want you to know God. Not Transformation Church, not Pastor Dan or Pastor Brad or Pastor Ryan. We want to know that you have a personal encounter and relationship with Jesus Christ, that he ultimately 
becomes the Lord of your life and changes your heart. That's step number one. Step number two is we want you to find freedom. We want you now, after you know Jesus, to begin to walk in the deliverance of God in your life. And we're not one of those churches that think you get saved and everything's hunky-dory now. He said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and I'll give you the will and the power to do so. And, and some are going to get set free immediately, and some are still going to work through stuff. And we're not going to judge you in the process because I'm still working through some stuff myself. And we're going to work it out together. But small groups, get in a small group. Get in a small group. Start a small group. Life change comes through relationships become a part of the small group ministry and there you will discover the freedom and find the freedom that you're looking for. Someone asked me the other day, when are we going, what about a deliverance ministry in our church? I said, we have one. It just don't look, what you're, don't look like what you're thinking because you're used to the room where five people are praying for somebody and that's not bad or wrong, but we don't do it that way. We call them small groups and you build relationships and you find prayer partners and you work it out together and you get accountable to each other and we're watching God set people free from drug addiction, alcohol, marriages are being healed, pornography is being destroyed in people's lives and it's not coming through a prayer line, it's coming through relationships where they have prayer and they care about each other deeply and then after that, you discover your purpose and we call that grow track. And tonight's Grow Track 201 at 6 o'clock. Food starts at a quarter to 6. And four steps, three, first three Sunday nights of every month. You come out to Grow Track and give us an hour and a half of your time. And we're going to help you find your purpose, your giftings, your callings that are already in you and you just don't know it. And then number four is to go make a difference. Number one is to know God. Number two is find freedom. Number three is to discover your purpose. And number four is go make a difference and you get on the dream team. That's everybody that's serving in this church somewhere on a Sunday morning or through the week and you just use your gifts to go minister to people. And here's what I'm challenging everyone in this church is to give me one year, give Transformation Church one year of your life fulfilling those four steps. And at the end of the year, if you don't have the values and you don't have order and you don't see the blessing and favor of God come in your life, I'll help you find a better church in this town. Matter of fact, I'll probably go with you. Because I know it works. The apostle Paul said in Ephesians, I'm getting ready to close. He said, be careful then, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I love the Phillips translation. It's not in your notes, but I just want to read it to you. It says, live life with a due sense of responsibility. Not as men who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. Make the best of your time despite the difficulties of these days. Don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of God for your life. And go do it with passion. Last of all, if you're going to get order in your life, you've got to decide not only what's most important, you've got to decide who's most important. Decide who is most important. Your life is about relationships. Matthew 22 says, love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, love your neighbors yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Decide what you love and who you love. Decide who is most important to you. And that is obviously our first relationship with God. 
that God becomes the priority of my focus and everything I am and everything I do, it all belongs to Him. I'm giving it all to Him. God owns it all. I want to know God more than anything. And then I want to have a relationship with people like you. I want to have positive people in my life. I, I want to get in a small group. I want to get in a class. I want to become a part of something that I can get to know people and they can get to know me and we become accountable to each other and we help each other fulfill and reach the dreams that we have. We're, we're enjoying the non-essentials while we make the essentials the priorities of our life. Can't wait to do that together. First of all, in your notes, make relationships your priority. Make relationships your priority. Number two, always put God first. Always put God first. Let Him be first in your life. And when you do these things that we've given you today, nothing new, just reminding you of what you already had in your mind. It's already in you. Today, we just want to add some wisdom on how to do it. But how many is ready to get order in your life? How many sees the value of order today? Got to pray first. You don't pray, none of this is going to work. Pray first, but then start getting things in the right order, and everything fits. Those promotions and raises and all of that you've been trying so hard to get, get order in its right place, and favor and blessing just have a way of showing up. When you give God what's first, in Jesus' name, amen? You bow your heads with me. How many in here as Christians would go, Pastor, you are talking to me today. Boy, I didn't even ask for hands and half of the church is already up. That's good. That's a good sign. Thank you for your honesty. I'm getting some order today. I'm hearing this. Simple message, but I'm getting it. Now how many would raise a hand and go, that's me. This is for me today. But things are going to change because I'm going to go home and get some things in order. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here right now and you say, Pastor Dan, the first thing I need to get in order today is my relationship with Jesus. And, and I have to admit today, I'm not a bad person, but I'm not where I need to be with God right now. Some things have happened and whatever along the journey. And, and I just know I need to come back to God. I want to start this year off right. And I just wanted the first thing I need to do to get order in my life is get it right with Jesus. And today, I want to do that. Will you pray for me? And I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to come to you. I just want to pray a prayer with you. If that's you right now, would you just slip a hand wherever you sit? Wow, hands all over this building right now. I'm just ready to say yes to God. Ready for Him to be first in my life. If you raise your hand, or you did not, and you need to do that, will you just pray this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, I just come to you now. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for just loving me today. Jesus, right now, I just give you my life. I give you my heart. I ask you, to come into my life today as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, today I start establishing the order of my life and your first. So help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.